Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with Man. Father Ken here. I am so glad that you've taken time to join us today as we discuss the movement in collectible finance. I want to thank you for joining us wherever you are in this world, because I know a lot of our listeners are traveling. A lot of people are on vacation, so they're having a lot of things going on. But today, we're going to talk about some of the movements that have happened in Modern Horizons 2 and Double Masters. The pre the upcoming set of Dominera United set looks to be absolutely fantastic. And then I want to talk about some secret layer drops. But first off, I want to introduce to you as a newly married man, Wit. How are you <laughs> hey, doing? Good, good. Uh, yeah, kind of... Uh... I'm married. That's great, huh? <laughs> yeah, because the last time I uh, rec- we recorded, uh, I was, you know, just engaged. And uh, yeah, last month, got married. And I guess I got to say, it feels weird having like a ring on my finger. Like I never r- wore rings before. So this feels really different. You'll get used to it. Just don't forget that it's there and you'll be okay. Yeah, I actually had a go on Amazon and pre and order some of those like Silicon ones. Cause the, this is a very nice ring. And I'm like, Oh, it was funny. Cause during the honeymoon, I almost lost it. Cause I was like, I don't know. I was doing something, making some funny gestures, you know, trying to impress my wife and the ring like went out into the street. So I had to go run into uh, oncoming traffic to get my ring and, but I got it and I'm okay. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. That's, that's all I got to say. Yeah. No, uh, we've, we've actually taken off most of the summer. Life has gotten very busy for both of us. Um, I, I know that Wolf is out there somewhere and pride is, is in the world as well. Uh, some of the people that have been, been a part of things that that's just a lot of life that's been going on for people. You know, the people that have been a part of, of our bandwidth family over the past years, a lot of them are really busy. I know that that people from all over are moving, they're starting families, they're they're dealing with family issues. I my issue was just dealing with a flood in my basement and trying to recover from that. You know, all of these things play a very important role in our lives. But we're ready to get back after things, right? At least two of us are. I mean, I'm sure Pride is taking a nap somewhere, so we'll get him next time. <laughs> Yep. And we'll add in these people as we go through the weeks and months, but we wanted to get this out there because we're coming up towards the end of summer and it's been a very unusual summer for us. A lot of people have been talking about how, how this is the end of, of magic finance and how it's going to get into hard mode at this time. But really if you take a look at the numbers. People have been buying up double masters two in record record numbers it's unbelievable to me yeah why do you think that what do you think is the reason do you think it's because of uh i don't know i mean double because the original double masters was a very solid set like if it did really well i mean it was it looked a little weak at first but once the spoilers started really vamping up it looked fantastic um so i'm wondering do you think that double double masters 2 success is a play off of the original double master success. I think it has enough cards in and of itself to make it a, a wanted set all the way across the board. People are looking for the lottery tickets today. They are, they want to be able to open packs and find the most amazing cards in the world, which this set has. So people are open commander booster boxes. They're opening up. Um, no, they aren't commander booster boxes. They are 
CBBs, whatever they're called. Collector boosters. Collector booster boxes. And they're bragging to their friends at events as they're cracking packs in between rounds. It, it is one of those social construct things. It's one of those exciting things. It's a literal lottery ticket of cards. And so people want them. Yeah. And I think that's an element that's been missing with a couple of the recent sets as well, because streets of Capenna had a couple of decent gilded foils, but nothing too crazy. Uh, the Kamigawa set did have something that was worth. I forgot the name of the card is that one demon that, you know, you, it was worth in the four digits, which was, that was a nice, you know, element to it, but it wasn't still as exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Baldur's gate, uh, underperformed because there was just not really any tremendous home runners. There was no jeweled Lotus. Like people were hope people were hoping. Right. But there definitely is a lot of cards here that, people want people want to hold on to in this new set and with the shifts in modern play we're seeing some of those cards that are getting repents they're being played even more um if we remember modern horizons 2 came out at the beginning of summer yes it was at the beginning of summer and a lot of this shift in the market has been happening as people have been playing and opening up these cards and so there's a really high demand for modern horizons 2 and some of these cards were printed in Double Masters, too. And people just keep wanting to grab on and to glom on to them. Um, you know, I've, I've been judging RCQs this past summer. I've had one just about every other week. But the unique thing is a lot of these events are being canceled as well. I, I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect for events to, to shut down. But people aren't wanting to play as much or they just... They find a, a large tournament closer to themselves now. And so they aren't traveling to, to some of these smaller areas to be able to play cards. Yeah, I think ever since the pandemic hit uh, a couple years ago, I think, and I mean, and I've seen this a lot in conventions as well, that attendance is just much lower because, I mean, partially because obviously people have safety on their mind, you know, in regards to safety of like whether it's safe or not to go out, but also there's also a momentum that was shut down as well because up until, you know, late 2019, early 2020, people would go to conventions, to tournaments, to tour, you know, and do all these things consecutively one after the other. And then once you got hit with it, once the world shut down in March, I feel like that put a complete stop on that momentum. So right now I think that we're just not seeing, we're starting to see things trying to pick up momentum again. And it's just not as, great as we thought and that especially affects tournament play right so some of the things that i've been seeing played this summer has been the four color uh modern deck and Ooh. it is the new toolbox deck four isn't colors that the, isn't that the one with the elementals and stuff well that's the thing you can go the elemental route or you can go the planeswalker route or you can do uh, the grief route, and you're just playing grief to to pick apart their hand and then win with with other things, you know. And it it really depends about what you want to do. I saw an all creature four color deck, and then I've also seen uh, what is that uh, that legendary creature, Locus of the Royal uh, Omnath. Omnath. I've seen elemental Omnath versions that have been absolutely hilarious to watch and then resilient to the board wipe. It's 
it's pretty cool to watch and it's just four colors. So everybody's playing whatever they really enjoy playing and you don't know what to expect anymore. Myself, I've, I've top aided a couple of times, uh, this summer. Um, some of these smaller tournaments that, you know, like store championship tournaments that I've run, you know, they've let me play while, while judging, uh, because if we're under 16, it doesn't make sense to run it at competitive REL. And so I've been able to sit down and play and I've top aided. And that's part of my pay is to be able to be able to take my prize winnings and take them home. And so I've enjoyed that. Um, just be able to grab onto those cards and be able to take them home. But I've been playing Merktide and I absolutely love casting uh, Merktide for, for value. And it's great. <laughs> that sounds sweet. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play Modern at all myself just because it just doesn't fire up in this area. But Really? Yeah, I mean, right now, this I'm in a very uh, commander-heavy area. So, so like, in regards to the competitive formats, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So out of curiosity, though, since you are more immersed into this, um, what are your thoughts in regards to speculation targets? Is there anything that, like, I mean, you're able to see a lot more of what is being played in tournaments. I mean, you mentioned the elementals. Is that something that we should be looking into? Well, actually, because of the variety, nothing's, nothing is actually driving the market right now. There is not one good deck. We could say that that four color is the best deck. The problem is, is that there's so many variations of it. It's winning, but how is it winning? So I've been encouraging people to actually slow down a little bit and actually think about the cards that they want to play to be able to speculate on. And then I encourage people to focus more of their efforts on lands right now. Cards like Scalding Tarn. You know, if, okay. you, can pick up, if you can pick up Tarns for like 15 bucks, I'd pick them up all day. Like. Seriously, I've got a stack of Scalding Tarns here that I bought for under 15 bucks, and, and I absolutely love it. You know, and I'm just going to keep picking them up because the highest price they ever were was close to 100, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And yeah, like right now, it's they're just insanely cheap. They're just, and I would go with the other four fetches as well. Like, I mean, I think I remember seeing Marsh Flats at like 10. Yeah. And then you've got Arid Mesa under 10. And it's just like, all right, well, this card is necessary in uh, Boros Burn. It's it's the necessary fetch card. So let's let's grab it and grab onto it. So speaking of lands, though, I think another land that I, w- I would personally highlight, because, I mean, fetches, that's kind of an easy given. But one land that I still think is very unsung and just very strong, at least for a commander, uh, I like Yavimaya Cradle of Growth. This is a card, uh, for those who don't remember, this is a card that, I think like Urborg, but for green. It turns every land into forests. And uh, right now it's sitting at between 8 and $9. 8 to $9 on TCG Player. And I think that's like criminally too low. Yeah. Even looking at uh, Card Trader Zero, seven and a half bucks for, for a regular printing of Yavamaya Cradle of Growth is fantastic. I absolutely love some of these cards to be able to just hold on to. And I've got a smaller stack than you of Yavamaya Cradle of Growth, but <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing these back up in the, in the $20, $20 mark range. Yeah. Cause just, you know, and for that transparency, I'm holding currently 34 copies of Yavimaya. So it's, 
And I'm planning on picking up more. Like it is a card I genuinely believe is strong. And I would even say that there's a lot of other cards too that I think is just fantastic. Um, like speaking of mana, like I think Sanctum Weaver is a another un- underpriced card. I mean, well, just playing green white Enchantress in in uh, in Commander is fantastic. You got to have Sanctum Weaver at that point, and you might as well have Yavamaya Cradle of Growth, and you might as well have a uh, Gaius Cradle and Right there, you've got Enchantress locked down, and you can create as much mana as you want to, to be able to do whatever you want with with your enchantments. I do love me a Sarah Sanctum, at least. Yeah. Um. So I will say, though, there are a few other Modern Horizon 2 cards I would love to highlight. Uh, and this was actually highlighted, I believe, by Pride, um, a, I think a couple weeks ago. There are two cards that come up uh, it's one is called unmarked grave which think of it as a entomb for sorcery speed costs two mana uh search for a non tutor for a non-legendary card and put it in your graveyard i think right now on tcg it's sitting around one to two dollars this is a six dollar card in the future unless it gets like heavily reprinted it's just way too good to be like at that price and uh the other card i would want to bring up is persist which is a card that allows you to, I think costs two mana, re- recurs a non-legendary card again, creature mm-hmm. to the battlefield uh, with a minus one, minus one counter. So again, like, and I think that's sitting around a dollar, dollar fifty. Again, I think it's a five or six dollar card in the future. Um, right. What are your thoughts? I, I absolutely love both of these cards. And in fact, when we started talking about them before cast, I went on Card Trader Zero and I just bought, you know, eight to ten of them. <laughs> you know, at a buck fifty, you can't really go wrong. Uh, I would like to see them cheaper. I may try to hop on the TCG player buy list and set up being able to buy ten or twelve and just go from there. You yeah, know. I already have the. I already have my buy list set up to pick these up. I haven't grabbed any yet, um, but you know, gotta be patient. In the meantime, yep. I'm checking out TCGs, watching for any bricks that show up, and grabbing them when I can. I think right now I'm holding. One of them, I've got about 60 to 70 copies. The other one, I have like 80 copies. So it's, again, it's a card that I strongly believe in. Yeah. You know, we we start talking about cards to pick up and even cards like Solitary Confinement and Karmic Guide are cards to to pick up in bricks because the buy list is just going to increase on them as we go down the road here. And you'll be able to just throw them either to a buy list or be able to out them on TCG Player pretty easily. Oh, no doubt. I mean, when you look at the rares that are in Modern Horizons 2, the rares and mythics in Modern Horizons 2, you can almost throw a dart. And I, I think you have an 80% chance of hitting something that's going to tick up over time slowly or quickly. Because there's just that set has so many fantastic and amazing cards, both that are reprint and that are brand new. I mean, there are some cards, of course, that are total duds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Moderation is a very, like wonky card that with a such a negative downside but again though even something like that maybe with the right deck could somehow become decent so one of the cards one of the things that i want us to be aware of though is that the large scale openings of cards has really slowed down now like the reprints of modern horizons 2 uh being able to find double masters boxes is really tough as well so fewer cards are being listed on TCG player and fewer cards are going to be listed in the wild. So be on the lookout, you know, when you go out to, to open up binders or trades or whatever you're often doing, but just remember things are going to start slowing down online with these sets in the next couple of weeks. 
if not months. So just be ready to watch those prices and be ready to list things as we go along the, the pathway here. Yeah, I agree. Good advice. Uh, one of the sets that's coming out that we're going to start seeing spoilers for is Dominary United. Now, there's something unique about Dominary United other than any other magic set for the last 20 years. And that is the price to print these and the price at the distributor is going to go up. Dun, dun, dun. So we've, we've seen the distributor raise their prices in the past few months just to prepare people, but also they want to make five to 10 bucks more on every box that they sell. So we know that these new set prices, the price increase is going to be happening in the next couple of months. And so we're going to watch the prices for retail go up as well. I imagine that to get boxes under 90 of this would be really, really good. Yeah. The, I'll be honest. I'm very surprised it took this long for this to happen. I mean, I'm no, I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of price increases and whatever else, but this was something that's been long overdue. Cause again, as you said, it's been 20 years since they've increased the price last time and things have changed so much. So again, like I don't really want to pay less than, I don't want to pay more than hundred bucks for our booster box, but I think it's kind of the reality that we're going to be hit with. I, I think now from this point on, like, cause I think if you go to Walmart, you get a booster pack for $4 and 19 cents. Mm-hmm. It would make sense that if Walmart starts charging like $4 and 59 cents, or a booster packet, which, so I would say that the downside is obviously if you're trying to buy sealed product, it's going to be more expensive. It's going to be more, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, potentially could also lead to bigger losses, but the plus side for those who uh, speculate and buy and sell singles, that hopefully means that we'll also see an increase in the value of singles. Hopefully, hopefully F- fingers crossed. Yeah. I, I make no promises. I'm not a prophet. We're here, fingers crossed. Hopefully, you know, a little silver lining, just, a, just a little bit. We have seen some spoilers start already. We know a few of the cards that are coming out in this new Dominary United set, but spoiler season is really going to start in earnest. Hopefully this week or later on next week, uh, we're going to see a lot of stuff. We're going to see a lot of new cards coming out, and the hype is going to shift from Modern Horizons 2 and Double Masters back into Dominary United. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, well, so Dominaria, it's the original Dominaria, the OG, was a, a set that was so well-received. Um, I mean, granted, I think that was partially because Richard Garfield himself, the o, you know the OG man himself, came in and helped design that entire set. I don't believe he's doing it for this set unless I overlook something. Again, been on the honeymoon, so I might miss details. But if this set can at least keep that momentum going, I think this is a good way for the focus for Magic players to go back in onto standard sets because honestly, it feels like Streets of New Capenna was like six months ago, even though it's only been like, what, two? So... Yeah, so I think this is going to be a good set. Um, I think it's going to be well designed. Uh, I'm, and I think the thing I'm very much most curious about, though, is the hidden treasures that they talked about, which is, uh, I think, was a couple. Every now and then, you're going to open up a pack, and you might get a random leg- card from Legends, which this will be the first time since the original Zendikar that you could potentially open a reserveless card. So that's I, interesting. I- so I, I did some research 
Um, and I want to make this clear. I, I think these are only going to be in collector booster boxes. I think so too. And so because of that, if you have the opportunity, go ahead and, and dive into collector booster boxes. Now, four packs I know is expensive. Um, you know, 240 bucks for regulars. Um, my LGS was selling collector booster boxes for Double Masters 2 at 90 a piece. You know, being able to pull a a bazaar of Baghdad, you know, seems seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, although Bazaar of Baghdad is from uh Antiquity. Oh, which which one am I thinking about? <laughs> tabernacle. Ah, I think you're tabernacle. thinking Tabernacle. Tabernacle. <laughs> I am. Yeah. This, that's this what I a, you know. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I started playing in, in the original Theros, so I don't know it which sets are which in the older ones. So honestly, biggest reason I didn't know is because I like the older cards. So I, I, I pay very close <laughs> attention. So this is why we balance each other out here. You know more about what's going on in the competitive world. I'm the old, you know, the OG old man collector here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of like that. So definitely be on the lookout for Dominary United information in the next week or two. But I got charged today for my Fortnite secret layers today. Woo woo hype, hype train. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> now, now I succumbed to peer pressure on this one. I, I will admit that I, I allowed peer pressure to drive me into spending a hundred dollars. Okay. Um, and I was reluctant to do so. But that's just because demand for secret layers is really dropping off. Um, and I don't know if that's because of Double Masters 2 or Modern Horizons 2 or the fact that we have a new set coming out every month. But these secret layers may not be the cash cow that they once were. Yeah, I think it's no longer... A, I mean, I think early on the secret layers were kind of almost felt like the best kind of like a big like secret you know financial secret of like wow like this is the way to success i mean the original secret layers were all mostly fantastic but yeah now it's it makes sense like the hype is you know demand is slowing the hype is waning uh i mean like how many fort fortnites were sold like what are we talking here any idea i i've heard rumors that it's under ten thousand. that sounds pretty low that sounds really low um and i'm guessing you know, part of the, I mean, and I'm, and for what I've seen with all the, a lot of the secret that in the recent rounds, the returns are also just not that great either. Even the, the Praetors I thought were, they should have had better returns, but they didn't. Um, I mean, I think they're still great hold in the long run, but that's like one of the heavy hitters. So I can't imagine a lot of the like basic land ones or the one that has the concord and crossroads. So I, I would like to point out that the Praetors were built upon a demand for the Judge promo uh, Elish Norn. Um, and that was the original time that we saw Phyrexian writing on a card was the Judge promo Elish Norn. And they used the same exact art for all five cards. They just added Phyrexian writing and you got them in foil. Personally, I'd rather have a judge promo for Exian Elish Norn than than not. 
Um, and so that really drove the price of the Judge promo down along with the price of all the other ones because they're just thinking, well, it's not special anymore. Well, I had six copies of Elish Norn at one point. <laughs> I, and I'm just, I was trying to move them however I could. And people that wanted that specific card knew what it was, knew what to expect to pay for it. They sought out who they were going to, which judge they were going to buy it from. And they got the lowest market rate on, on the planet for it. Well, that's exactly what happened just on a larger scale. Now we have the entire world driving to the TCG low to find the, the 15 people that want to buy Phyrexian Elishnorn. Yeah. And honestly, I think we're going to see more of that down the road here. Early on, secret layers were, you know, they were so unique, so rare, so fascinating uh, that they were just very special. But I think over time, we're going to, I mean, we're seeing it with Judge Promos here is that we've seen Judge Promos reprinted in the past. Elish Norn felt like it was a bit unprintable because, okay, where are you going to put something that is as unique as that? And Watsi responded mm-hmm. with, uh, hey, we can make that a secret layer and we'll add the other four as well. So, right. all that to say, I think it's a, it, it's that, Grim reminder for those who are collectors that, hey, just because it looks unprintable doesn't mean that it is. I mean, right now, the only thing that's unprintable for the moment is the reserve list, which, you know, there might be a day where that might where they might remove that as well. So mm-hmm. not, you know, not trying to bring this onto a negative life, but it is the reality, though. We, we live in a with with Wizards of the Coast. Anything's possible. Yeah. Every card will get reprinted given enough time. Yep. Money talks. Yep. So I want to thank you, Wit, for joining us today. And I want to thank all of our guests as well uh, for joining us wherever you are in this world. Thanks for taking time to join us on Breakfast with Ban. Today, we talked just a little bit about Double Masters, about Dominary United, and our secret layer drops. But we hope that you join us next week as well. We're hoping to make this consistent again, recording on Wednesdays, releasing hopefully Thursday or Friday, just so that you can get a little bit of Breakfast with Ban before the weekend. I hope you enjoy your day and have a good rest of your week. Have a good one, y'all. Yay, we remember how. Yeah.